Oh, here she comes. And we're recording. I need more cowbell than that. That's the thing. See, you hear that? You hear like three trains of the cowbell. You're like, yeah. Need all that. Hey, what's going on, guys? My name is Don. Joined today, <laughs> episode twenty-two. Yes, sir. Of the Anything But Basketball podcast. Joined today by the Ass Eaters Anonymous head guru Bundy Joyle. What's up, bitches? And the known addict, not seeking help, ass eating addict, Damian Johnson. Hi. Hey, how's it going? <laughs> <laughs> I don't need your help. Weed ass. So we got a good amount of NFL news uh, not involving the Super Bowl because that's like beating a dead horse at this point. It's just all speculation and bullshit. Patriots are going to win anyway. Who cares? And a good amount of NHL news with uh, after the All-Star break, the trade deadline, a lot of shit. Some players up for grabs, potentially. And then we're going to talk about uh, the uh, Michigan team, the Red Wings, how terrible they're fu- they are. Just God awful. And, uh, yeah, I'm just going to get into it. Just like that. Is everyone good with that? Hey. I guess to start off, uh, what I read today Dallas names Kellen Moore, the uh, washed up Boise State quarterback, as their offensive coordinator. Dude's 29, looks like he's 17. And then John Kitna took over his duties as QB coach. John Kitna was also a washed-up quarterback. Scott Linehan fired Jason Garrett on the fence. Bundy, thoughts? I, uh, I don't know. It's uh, a weird situation. Yeah. It's not a situation that I necessarily agree with. I'm in a situation where I'm not also terribly mad about it. Yeah, you were saying you didn't want Scott Linehan to be there next year? No, I did not at all. No, it's looking like Jason Garrett will be there next year, but probably for the last time. Depending on how he does, yes. Yeah. Well, if he does the same shit he did this year, I don't see him getting an opportunity for. Yeah, if he, if he pretty much has to win the Super Bowl at this point to uh, get an extension. Yeah, he has to make it. Or at least get to the NFC Championship game or something. But, yeah, I don't foresee uh, him lasting very long after this year if he doesn't do very well. But anyway, back to Tom Moore. Uh, You know, kind of looks like Sean McVay kind of situation. Younger guy. He absolutely tore it up at Boise State, obviously. Uh, He did. He did. Rumor has it he's a genius offensive mind. So I guess that 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 has its upsides, but then again he wasn't the greatest quarterback. Then again he didn't really have a lot of opportunities to play. So I guess it's kind of just one of those situations where see what he does and if he does well, then I'll be extremely happy. But if he doesn't do very well, I wouldn't be surprised. 
Yeah. My whole take on it is that Dallas is just becoming a graveyard of washed up quarterbacks on their coaching staff. That's true. Yeah. Jason Garrett, John Garrett. Kitna, Kellen Moore. I don't really I don't I don't I don't think it's an issue that he wasn't a good NFL quarterback. Uh there's not a whole lot of good no. good NFL players that are good coaches. No, not at no, all. Not that, I mean, not that I think Tom McVay didn't even, I don't think he played a snap in the NFL league. No, I don't no, think he I don't did. Think so. I mean, there's that. <clears throat> but it's just, yeah. The, a lot of the stuff I've been reading and seeing is that Kellen Moore is like kind of a genius when it comes to reading defense and how to run an offense. I mean, I guess I am kind of excited just to see a little bit of a difference considering. The offensive coordinator now, he might know the strengths of Dak Prescott and you know, moving around a lot more than what he was. So, who knows? I uh, just don't, I don't think when he was playing at Boise State that they ran the ball a lot. And I mean, you got your main piece of offense, Ezekiel Elliott, running back. So, I just kind of hope that the offense doesn't try to shy away from running the ball. Considering it's Tom Horn, Statue of Liberty. He didn't even run that play though, but Yeah, that was not that was No, it that wasn't. Was, that was before his time. Yep. So yeah, I mean there's both positive I and mean, negatives of situation. If he comes up and lights it up, he's definitely great. ran that play though. Probably. But he didn't run that one. Comes Man. out, and they Man. light it up. You know, more power to him. I'm happy if he falls on his face. I mean, no, one, no yeah. one's shocked if that happens. Yeah, I don't really have expectations to... He's 29. How old is Sean McVay? 39? 32, 33. 33, okay. So he's still quite a bit younger than Sean McVay at this point, but yeah, that's just but kind if, of the way it's going. If he lights it up... If it, if, if the uh, Cowboys' offense lights it up, he's probably going to have a head coaching job soon. That's what, because just based on the trend of yeah. how they're hiring, and their head coaching job yeah, very well be with the Dallas Cowboys. Yep, could be. Yeah, he can go a lot of places. If Jason Garrett gets the boot. They might be like, well, I don't know though, because if if he does that well as an offensive coordinator, are they going to get rid of Jason Garrett? And they still could, depending on how the season shakes out. If their offense is that good, under Kellen Moore, presumably they're going to have a good record. I guess that if Kellen Moore goes, Jason Garrett would have to go too. Yeah. Because people like to play with Jason Garrett just because of like, how he's, he's like He's like the stepdad that lets you do yeah. whatever you want. The player's coach. So, I mean, yeah. players have to play for him. He'll do a lot of things for his players, and it's just a situation that if one goes, pretty much both of them have to go. Or that's the case if Cal Moore goes anyway. But Jason Garrett leaves, gets fired, whatever. I feel like Cal Moore could take that spot over if he does well next year running the offense. Yeah, I could see that. Any thoughts on John Kitna being a quarterbacks coach? Uh, I mean, being the old grizzled vet that he is, you know, I mean, John Kidna did have his highs, but he also had his lows, so 
Yeah, he never finished the season with more touchdowns and picks. So that's a good stat line. Then again, he also played for the Lions majority of his career, correct? Well, he did play for the Lions. He played for Seattle for quite a bit, too. Seattle and whatever, but... Did he play for the Bengals? Yeah. When you got... When you got another guy who's got, you know, a lot of experience, I mean, that kid... Played for the Lions for three years. Played for the Cowboys three years. It'll help Dak out a lot, considering... (laughs) Didn't seen a lot more than Kel Moore ever has, really, at quarterback at the NFL level. So, I mean, I feel like it could be a little bit of a. In that yeah. Way. But then again. Why wouldn't you hire, like, Tony Romo as your quarterback's coach? Because I don't think Tony Romo is going to be leaving the booth anytime soon. He'll be around to uh, annoy Thanks. everybody. CBS likes him a lot. Remember with CBS, whatever amount any team or position they were offered, CBS was going to offer him more money. Yeah, probably. So, I mean, I guess, I guess Romo's going to be locked up for a couple of years more anyway before big decisions come out. So, I mean, yeah. I would love to have Tony Romo on the coaching staff, obviously, but right now it just seems that CBS kind of got his hands tied. So. Yeah, we'll see what happens in the future, though. Moving on from that, you got... Uh, Actually, before we go, I have a question for Bundy. Oh. What are your thoughts on the the news coming out that saying that Jason Garrett is unlikely to get extended next year? That's what I was going to say. Why, why? Oh, is that what you are going to say? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Are you talking about he's unlikely to get extended at the end of next year? Yeah, yeah. You know, well, yeah. he was looking for an extension now. Yeah, I know. I know they they said they were gonna they weren't gonna give him extension right now. So I mean, this is the last year of his contract. So, so I mean, you you take into account that he really hasn't done hell of a whole lot. Obviously, I mean, he's gone to the playoffs a couple of times, but he hasn't got them very far in the playoffs. He has two playoff wins. Yeah, but, three three playoff attempts. It's just, I, I'm not mad about it. Like, if he goes, he goes. If he stays, well, he stays. I just hope that the offense and defense coordinating can help a lot. Well, uh, so my, my, my <sighs> I don't really have an issue with it, but, like, why, why now? Why say now that it's unlikely? Yeah. Like, what, because Jason, what is Jason Garrett coaching for at this point? <sighs> His job. Why are we Why are we prolonging the inevitable? I guess is my. I guess yeah, because I, I, I trying to light a fire. I personally didn't see the article where it says they're unlikely to extend them after next year. So I seen the one that said they're unlikely to extend them right now for seasons after this coming year. But I mean, if if they if they said that they're unlikely to extend them after this coming year, then yeah, I wouldn't really see a point in their coaching. Might as well just. Fucking yeah! Start the head coaching job right now. Then have Jason Garrett be your head coach, and then him do well or do very bad, and then fire him. So I mean, unless it's some sort of you know ploy to get him fucking going and play like his job is literally on the line. And see, Fun fact. 
Never won a divisional playoff game. Won two wild card round games, though. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't think it really matters if Jason Garrett's there or not. That Packers game, though, so. Dez dropped it. But he caught it. Yeah, well. Apparently, he dropped it because they lost. Yeah, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm saying that makes a big difference in Jason Garrett's fucking. Well, I mean, you could also put an asterisk next to one of their wins then against Detroit when they picked the flag up. That was absolutely a penalty. But they picked the flag up and disallowed it. And it gave Dallas a chance to win. Yeah, but same shit. Either way. Yeah, it's it's a wash, you know. Shit, but. I don't know. If he goes, he goes. If he stays, he stays, whatever. If they say that, if the article says that they don't plan on sending him after next year, then uh, I'm really going to assume that's just something. To, to yeah, I kind of get the feeling that. Uh, the and then they're going to fucking yeah, win and in or lose out, you're fucking out. You know? So, I mean, I guess it might be just a kind of a situation where it's trying to light a little bit of fire. Yeah. That's kind of what I'm getting out of it. Jerry Jones is trying to see what he does under pressure. But it kind of seems to me, or it has seemed to me, that that Garrett's nothing more than a figurehead, really, at this point. He's just kind of there. Jason Garrett is literally just the head coach. Yeah. He has no real involvement in the play calling or anything. He's just there for, like... Besides going up in front of the media and saying this, this, and this, and... Yes, maybe starting players or whatever, and you know, and pep talks and shit. I mean, yeah, but other than that, he's basically cheerleader with a headset. Yeah. So, moral of the story: Jason Garrett. No one really cares. Moving on from that, you have the Rams D back Roby Coleman, and an interview about Tom Brady. Says, yes, age is definitely taking a toll. For him to still be doing it, that's a great compliment to him, but I think he's definitely not the same quarterback he was. This is a week before the Super Bowl, a week and a half before the Super Bowl, maybe a week when he said this. Uh, is he wrong to say that? No. No, I, so he's wrong in the fact that he said it when he said it. Yeah. He's not wrong with what he said. Yeah, he's not literally wrong, but he picked a piss poor time to say it. Yeah, you don't want to give Brady a, a chip, a chip that's already there. Put and make it bigger. Yeah, I don't know why. Yeah. I don't even know why Tom Brady has a chip on his shoulder, but uh, whatever motivates you, I guess. Have that because it. he, yeah, he wasn't a big deal coming out of college, and he was drafted late. And... Well, I get but, that. I mean, since then, he's been nothing but the best QB in the league. So. The chip doesn't make a lot of sense. But I think after the last couple of seasons where they kind of start off shitty and they lose some games, well, and the people chip, doubt the legacy. Shit the now is, is that heavier. everyone's saying he's too old and the Patriots aren't good. And when you say, when you tell Tom Brady that he's just too old, he's not what he used to be, that's just going to make the situation a lot worse for yourself. Yeah. Tom Brady. If I'm Roby Coleman, I already know going in, I have a 10% chance at best 
of winning that game. If I'm the Rams and I see Robert Coleman say that, I'm literally like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? If, I, if I'm any Rams player, I'm just kissing Tom Brady's ass. Yeah, yeah dude. Yep. Good, sick, that. Yeah. I ain't giving him any more fuel to that fire. The week no. before the Super Bowl, too. You're about to face him in the Super Bowl. You don't add any fuel to the fire. You're just like, yeah, nope, he's doing great. He's age. He's uh, age has no effect on him. He's best quarterback in the league. Just kiss, kiss his ass like you're saying. Yeah, just straight suck his booty, you know. Just fucking oh. fluff him. Why, why are you going to sit there and fucking shit on the guy? He's going to tear you up. I well, guarantee. Obviously. I guarantee. Whoever, Whatever receiver is on Roby Coleman is getting 10-plus catches and a couple yeah. of tutters. Yeah, I would make that bet in Vegas right now. I wonder if he doesn't have a TV, because I don't know if you've seen the interview after the Chiefs game or after, yeah, the Chiefs game, uh, AFC Championship. And he's basically saying, you know, everyone's saying we suck. And then the week before that, he's like, everyone's saying, you know, we don't have it anymore. Like, you watch that shit, and then you go out and say what you said. You just look like an idiot. Yeah, especially when you lose the Super Bowl by 35 points. You're only making the situation worse for yourself. Because if you win, yeah, you win. But if you lose, that just amplifies everything and you just look like a complete fucking moron. Yeah. Especially I, if he goes out there and fucking rips you a fucking new one. Yeah. Which is likely. Yeah. So, I mean, fuck, keep your fucking mouth shut. Tom Brady, best quarterback in the history of the NFL. Leave it no at argument, that. yeah. Leave it at that. Like, people still try to make the argument, and I posted a blog about it five, six the days ago. The people who make an argument for Tom Brady not being the best quarterback in the league are Packers fans. Are A, fans. Packers fans, Aaron Rodgers fucking nut huggers, <laughs> and B, have mm-hmm. absolutely no idea what the fuck, what the quarterback position is all about. Yeah. Like, I'm not going to sit here and say Tom Brady is the greatest player of all time. He's the greatest quarterback of all time. I have no problem saying he's the absolute greatest quarterback of all time with no one even in a close second. Someone wants to fucking say that Tom Brady's not the best quarterback in the league. Put him right in front of my face so I can fucking smash him in the face with a pan. Yeah. You're a fucking idiot. Yeah. No, that's the dumbest shit. This is his ninth Super Bowl appearance. His ninth Super Bowl appearance. He's currently five and three. Is he has more Super Bowl appearances as a quarterback than any other franchise has appearances as a franchise? His fucking. That's insane. I seen the stat the other day. It was like fifty point four percent Tom Brady make in all of his years starting. There's a good chance, 50%, 50.4% chance he's making the Super Bowl. Yeah. Steph Curry's three point accuracy or three point percentage is like 47.4. Tom Brady is more likely to make it to the Super Bowl than Steph Curry is to make a three point shot. Yeah. And do you know how much harder it is to get to the Super Bowl than to make one fucking three point shot? I've made three pointers. I'm like I've one made for 28, but I make them. If you can look at that stat and still say Tom Brady's not the best quarterback alive ever, 
you're a fucking idiot. Yeah, there's a blog on our WordPress about Tom Brady. It's statistically, like, what it is. And uh, if you read that and you can still come to me and say, well, Aaron, no, shut the fuck up. No, read it again. <laughs> Tell me I'm wrong. I'm not Has wrong. Tom Brady ever played a full season of football and not been over 500? No. No. There's one. He's never not made the playoffs, I don't think. Exactly. Except for the one year he blew his knee, maybe. The only time the Patriots have not been in the playoffs is when Tom Brady's been hurt. Yes. There's not been a single season in Tom Brady's career when he started all 16 games where they haven't made the playoffs. Didn't they go 11-5 and with Matt Castle when he tore his ACL or, or some shit? Pretty oh, sure. Yeah, did. I mean, they might have even then. They might have made the playoffs at Castle even. When he blew his knee out. I'm not. What year was that? Like 2011? 13? No. No, that would have been. Oh, wait, maybe. Just just the fact that people even think that Tom Brady's not the best quarterback alive is fucking ludicrous. Yeah. You can sit here here and debate Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady all fucking day. Well, not even all day because that argument will last fucking five minutes because you don't have shit. Not even five minutes. Because the only argument they have is, who has the greatest career QBR? Uh, yeah, I don't give a fuck. What yeah, has he well, done? The greatest QBR doesn't get you fucking five Super Bowl rings and nine appearances. Yeah. Tim Tebow had a great QBR his first season. Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> great quarterback. How many Super Bowl appearances? How many Dude. playoff appearances? Not that How many. How many winning seasons? He has a terrible playoff record. I think it's like four and five or something dumb. To not say Tom Brady is not the best quarterback ever, should you should be euthanized. Yeah, yeah you ain't wrong. The, the Patriots in 2008 when Tom Brady tore his ACL went 11 and five. Their worst record since Tom oh, okay. Brady got there. Nine and from what I can see is nine and seven in two thousand and two. That was the second year. And how um, many weapons has Tom Brady ever had to throw the ball to? Well, that's just it. One each how many, year. Maybe. How many offensive Pro Bowlers has Aaron Rodgers had in the same span that Tom Brady has won four, fucking three Super Bowls? Aaron Rodgers has here. had fucking Devontae Adams, pretty sure. 99% Jordy Nelson. Jordy Nelson, Donald Driver, Greg Jennings. Yep. So if you really want to debate Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady, go right the fuck ahead, but you're just going to look like a fucking idiot when it's all said and done. Aaron Rodgers is 9-7 and seven in playoffs. Who else is 9-7 and seven in playoffs, you ask? Okay, Donovan McNabb. What did I say six months ago? Not six months ago. A few months ago on Facebook about Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is Donovan McNabb with a lighter complexion. Donovan McNabb and Aaron Rodgers are almost the same, minus a tremendous QBR. Super Bowl appearances and all. What Donovan McNabb, does he even have a Super Bowl ring? Does he have one? No. No, he lost. That's right. But Aaron Rodgers has one. Okay, that's a step up. But it, they're not that different is what I'm getting at. Just like fucking Tony Romo and... Jay Cutler statistically are not that different. 
It's like it, if you actually look at it, it's it's not all that. You know, Drew Brees. I think Drew Brees is better than Aaron Rodgers as a quarterback. He has a worse playoff record by one game. Mm. I don't know. It's uh, the fact that people can still try and make the argument is ridiculous. It's absolutely astronomical. People are fucking stupid. Yeah, I agree. You're A, don't know anything about football, or B, just arguing just for the fact to argue. Yeah. That are you just straight up that are you just uh you straight up hate Tom Brady and you can't hate Tom Brady. Which I I don't I don't hate Tom Brady. I respect what he's done. He just uh, I don't know. You know how many times Broncos have lost Tom Brady in the playoffs in my lifetime? Lots. Okay. I hate him, but I'm not gonna sit here and deny the fact he's the greatest ever walk earth at quarterback. It's true. He might just be the greatest walker ever. Could be. Could be. Minus the fact that he open mouth kisses his kids. That's a little weird. Hey, man. But. Gets him in the Super Bowl nine times, so. The method works. Whatever he's doing. But, uh, so. Moral of the story, Roby Coleman, you're an idiot. And uh, you probably just cost your team a Super Bowl because now he's going to throw for 500 yards and four touchdowns. On another note, fuck Akeem Tlaib, and also fuck Marcus Peters. Fuck you, you fucking assholes. Uh, what's wrong with Akeem Tlaib? Uh, they're both fucking punk bitches, so. Akeem Tlaib is probably statistically one of the best corners in football. Still a punk bitch, though. Yeah, you ain't wrong. You know who's not statistically one of the best corners in football? Marcus, Marcus Peters. Peters. He got he's been doing the fucking He's been dog shit. bitching. Well, yeah. okay. In KC... He was an, an edge corner, right? Mm-hmm. He did pretty well in KC. They move him to LA, right? Didn't they move they him over- because of his yeah. like his off the field bullshit and Probably. on the field too? Some Yeah. Right. But they put him as a slot corner and now yeah. he's just getting eaten alive. Yeah, he sucks. Yeah, he's terrible. But uh, keep doing his great. Do you know how how uh, pro football focus does like grades on every position? Yeah. They gave for the this year, Marcus Peters. His cornerback grade was fifty nine point five, or something like that, which D is minus, which is ranked a one hundred number one hundred amongst quarterbacks. Cornerbacks, a hundred. There's thirty two teams. You think you got three per, so you're right at the bottom of the barrel as far as starting goes. Yeah. If it wasn't for Keep Tlaib and Marcus Peters, I'd be fucking L A all the way. But no, fuck those guys. Yeah, I like Keep Tlaib a lot as a player. Honestly, when he played in Denver, I liked him a lot. But uh, Marcus Peters, as far as his antics, I don't know much about him. But as far as his play, he's been terrible. Cowboys game, he's going after Amari Cooper, punching him. After the game, he's doing the same shit last week or two weeks ago in well, the championship game. Akeem Tlaib stole his chain twice. so That was Michael Crabtree. Oh, fuck, it was Crabtree. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> same team, though. Marcus yeah, Peters. Richard Sherman hated him too. So I guess Peters running his fucking mouth after they beat the Saints, like just a fucking bitch. Is what am I thinking of with Amari Cooper? Name. Am I thinking of the incident with Marcus Peters then, with the fucking swinging? Amari mm-hmm. Cooper and Marcus Peters did do some swinging. Okay, maybe. That was during the game. Then after the game, towards the end of the game, Marcus Peters was still swinging his fucking fists around. Well, you can take him out of the hood, but. 
Still got the hood in them. They're out swinging on the block, okay? They no, grew up well, that way. The thing is, do that shit if you've actually been fucking good. Well, yeah. you've been a complete fucking liability at corner for your team the whole fucking year. Yeah. That's how why he's I was still okay starting, I have no idea. Like, I was totally fine with Aqib Tlaib stealing Crabtree's chain twice because he was... Him and Chris Harris Jr. were island corners. If Marcus Peters is still starting, his fucking backup must be dog shit. Ah, it must be. They, they like the Rams put together a bunch of big names on defense, but they have not been a shutdown defense. By I remember means. when we first started this, the first week of this podcast, we were talking about how awesome the Rams' defense should be this year. Should be. They've been not that Terrible. great at all. They've been the complete opposite. The people are all over in Dominican Sue's nuts after fucking the last game or maybe the game before where he had like a sack and a half. <laughs> yeah, Dominican Sue, man, totally controlled the game. It's like, no, he didn't. He's He has three and a half sacks on the year. Aaron Donald Washed taking up. double double and triple teams. Yeah. Is the one who's. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't give any Dominating credit the game. to the guy who has to go through a running back. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's. Like the fact that people are still on his nuts after like three straight years of nothing is hilarious. Oh, fucking Dominican Sue, he's terrible. But moving on from that, uh, Tony Romo and Jim Nance to announce the Super Bowl. I'm taking bets on how long it takes for people to start live tweeting that Tony Romo's annoying as fuck. He doesn't annoy me. He doesn't know me either. Oh, you're both retarded, but that's fine. I just oh, this is going to be a slant. It's going to be a slant here. If they double-team Gronk to pass over the middle of Edelman, then shut the fuck up. Call the game, bitch. He is. Exactly yeah, exactly literally calling every single play of the game before it happens. And it's it would annoy that he's the shit right. out of me. Okay, it would annoy the shit out of me if he was wrong all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. He's not wrong all the time, though. He's right, and you're like, yeah. holy fuck. Obviously, he's a fucking quarterback in the NFL. Chris Collinsworth can probably do the same fucking thing. Chris Collinsworth. He doesn't. No, he cannot. Chris Collinsworth had a tremendous career with Cincinnati, and I don't want to fucking hear it. Nobody's saying. They made a football life about Chris Collinsworth. He's we're tremendous. Not saying, <laughs> we're not saying Shut, that he was. Don't you ever talk shit about Chris Collinsworth in my presence ever again. Fuck Chris Collinsworth. I will fuck your mouth until you're dead. Fuck him. <laughs> no, I don't like Chris Collins. Now, here's a guy. <laughs> no, here's I have like, I have an inherent hatred for Tony Romo, and I don't know why. No idea why, but I do. I will oh, say it's entirely impressive that he's right 80% of the time. I would honestly go on the board and say 90. 99.9. I won't. I won't say 90. That's a little high. But I think, I think what the best part about him, though, is he's mostly right. But when he's wrong, he's really fucking wrong. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's not. He's not. Remo- he's not close when he's wrong. No, when he is wrong, it's like, well, everything I did up until this point has been a has been a travesty. I just like it because of the fact that like he's actually kind of spreading football knowledge and he's kind of giving you a different fucking view of the game mm-hmm. compared to Let's... where you got Chris Collinsworth, who literally just says, "Whoa, what a fucking." Fucking don't, sick tackle. Don't. Don't. What a don't. sick tackle he Chris had. Chris Collinsworth is a in fucking backfield. legacy. Shut the fuck up. And then Chris Collinsworth will go on the fucking 
fucking bloodlines of everybody's fucking family. Like, dude, we don't fucking care. I do. We don't care that his mom played soccer at Sanford and then fucking met his dad who played fucking strong safety for fucking Monmouth College. We don't fucking care. <laughs> it's accurate. We True. don't give a fuck. No. I'm not really uh I'm not really on Chris Collinsworth nuts like that, but I will say, I mean, it is nice that Tony Romo, like, he's lending knowledge to people who might not know as much. Mm-hmm. Like, he's he's making it more accessible for, for people to watch who might get a better understanding of the game. For me, it's just like, I want to see the game. I want to watch the plays. I don't want you telling me what you think is going to happen every single fucking snap. If you do it in big-time moments, if you do it when it really is fourth and one in the fourth quarter, and you're like, here's what they're going to fucking do. And you're right. That's cool. But every fucking snap, you know, second and seven with 13 and a half minutes left in the first, I don't give a fuck, Tony. Shut the fuck up. Let me watch the game. You're raping my ears with your bullshit. You really yeah, do hate you, Tony Romo. You don't, you don't watch with the ears, though. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's a big part of it. If you watch a football game on mute, you're not gaining anything. Um, if you don't know football, yeah. Yeah, you can. I can watch. I could I, watch. I can't. I like game. listening to the sound of the game. No, that's fine. I'm. Just, yeah. I don't I'm know. I'm not I, saying you're not learning anything or watching. I'm just saying like it's a lot better with sound, obviously. But when you have this one righteous douchebag screaming in your ear the whole time that it's going to be a pass to Edelman, like yeah, it's a pass to Edelman 38 percent of the fucking time, Tony. Okay, he's like the only goddamn receiver on the team. Fucking Quite. relax. Huh. Philip Dorsett's kind of coming out of nowhere. This playoffs, huh? Decent, yeah. Cordell Patterson's running the ball, which is intriguing. Sony Michelle's coming on strong in the playoffs, like that. Which takes a lot of pressure off Uncle Tom, especially now that he's apparently old and not as good. Yeah. Shout out, He's also got this guy <laughs> named James White that he can throw the ball to 20 times a game. Yeah, James White. Yeah, he's fucking on it. Conkling's on the field, which is kind of rare. Yeah. I don't know. I yeah, think, Gronk, Gronk, I think uh, Gronk's done this year. I think Gronk's I think, dead. Yeah, I think it's a dead issue. I think he's over with. I think he's going to retire. I, I think don't. if he has the game of his life and they win, he might play again. If he kind of redeems himself in some kind of way, like he has like just like a, a big ass game and he's feeling it, maybe he'll play another year. I don't think he should though, because this year he was horrendous. Tom Brady put an Instagram post about Gronk today, which made me think that Gronk is done. Like he's told think, his teammates he's it's over. Well, I think Gronk was kind of plagued with uh, being so successful. At such a young age and taking so many hits that he's just, he's kind of burnt out physically and probably mentally at this point. I mean, how many Super Bowls have the Patriots gone to that Gronk actually played in? Is, is a good question. I don't know. He's been hurt towards the end of the season always. Yeah. So I, I don't, don't know. know. I don't know if Gronk has any full fledged rings. I think he, he does. I think he does. I'm pretty sure he does. That he actually played in a game in the Super Bowl. 
I I don't know. I know he's been hurt for like two of the last ones. 2010 upset loss to the Jets. 2011 went to the Pro Bowl. Lost to the Giants in that Super Bowl. Had surgery on his ankle. Gronk missed the playoffs in 2012. So he was there for the win. He was there for the win over Seattle. He was there for the loss to Philadelphia. And he was there for the loss to um, the Giants in 2012. So he has one ring in a game he actually played in. Right. Okay. But um, the Patriots are 11 and 4 when he plays in the playoffs. They've yeah, lost. which isn't that often. He's usually hurt. Two ankle surgeries and a blown knee, from what I read just now, for at least three postseasons. He's been out. He did get it. Touchdown reception in the win over Seattle. He had six receptions for 68 yards and a touchdown. Hey, DJ, do you remember, does the date one January 14, 2012 ring a bell to you? Gronk, Rob Gronkowski, 10 receptions, 145 yards, three touchdowns versus the Broncos. In the playoffs. <laughs> in the playoffs, 45 to 10. Yeah, Tim Tebow was playing. Nice. He uh, he went like 12 for 26, for like 80 yards and two picks. I remember that game. Gronk had a great game. Yeah. Yeah, Tom Brady's playoff losses on the road, he has like three of them. Also. All of them in Denver. Forgot, forgot about it, but last year Gronk had a great game versus Philly. In the Super Bowl? Yeah. Okay. Nine receptions, 116 yards, and two touchdowns. Yeah, okay. I remember that. Ertz also had a pretty decent game, I thought. Oh, I'm sure. I'm just looking at Gronk's. Yeah. I was was trying to figure out how many games Gronk has played, how many Super Bowls he's played in. I think, yeah, not very many. Three. Considering, yeah. He's played in three, but lost two. I guess he's only been in the league since 2010, so. Anywho, he's relatively new to the. Uh, he came in like halfway through the legacy, and he's been hurt a lot, so that's not really necessarily on him. But uh, I thought I, I've also thought I heard that. So when Gronk retires, he has not spent a single dollar of his money that he's earned from the NFL. I call bullshit. I've actually that I don't think it's bullshit at all. How does he have a gigantic house and not spend any of his money from the NFL? Endorsements, bro. Endorsements and stuff. Oh, you're talking about just straight contract his, money? Just yeah, his oh, his okay. con he's never spent his contract money. Well, that's a good call. I would I mean if I had endorsements. Hey, he he I would just got same. a big ass contract like in 2012. I think. Yeah, six year fifty four million dollar extension. Largest for a tight end ever. 
So that's, I mean, that's a good call on his part. So his contract was actually up after this season, I think. Drunk beast. Yeah, I mean, there was like this year, he came in after the retirement talks. He, his first game against Houston fucking went off. Uh, next six games had 22 catches for 300 yards, no tutters. And he didn't do very much. He, he didn't even get his second touchdown until week 12. So this year has been pretty piss poor. I mean, if you look at his career, like in 2010, he played a full complement. 2011, played a full season. 2012, only missed five games. 2013, missed 11 games. 2014, missed one. 2015, missed one. 2016, missed eight. 2017, missed two. 2018, missed three. It's an, uh, an injury case for sure. I don't think Belichick... If I'm Belichick, I'm not mad if he walks. I think yeah. there's a lot of young talent out there. No, I think, uh, think the Pats think, will be I fine. think George Kittle needs to throw on a Patriots helmet is what I think. I think George Kittle would probably love to throw on a Patriots helmet. I think he probably would. He wants to wrestle Gronk. I read an article today. He challenged Gronk to a uh, backyard wrestling match with tables and chairs. So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> <laughs> George Kittle's uh, a big WWE pay, fan. I would pay actual money to watch that. Same. George Kittle's a WWE fan. George Kittle is tremendous. He's throwing a Broncos helmet when he needs to do. Fuck up over there. Jake Butt's been, been hurting me, okay? What about uh, fucking uh, Matt Lacoste, huh? <laughs> uh, what Matt about Lacoste, that guy? The Dark Horse. <laughs> yeah. So he's going to have a huge game. Gets four targets for 16 snaps that he played. <laughs> yeah, didn't, he get, didn't he get hurt? Yeah. The one time he started, he got hurt? Yeah. It worked out for me. I think Denver. Did they already get rid of Jake Butt? They should have. I don't know. I don't know anyway. But moving on to the uh, halftime show, we got uh, Maroon 5. Hey. Can't, can't wait. Cannot wait for that. Good thing I'm not going to be able to watch. You're gonna be at work, eh? Yeah, Daddy works GP now. I can't watch games anymore. I'm gonna be asking prisoners uh, what What's the score the scores. Is. Nice. Yeah, yeah. In SAG, you have so much ass time that you can just kind of do whatever you want. But in GP, there's always retards floating around you got to take care of. So not a whole lot of time to watch. But uh, maybe I'll see uh, see the end of it, perhaps. Yeah, I probably gonna miss the entire halftime show. On purpose. On purpose. On purpose. I'm at a big phone trying to call home. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Just stop. Really? Maroon five? You could have picked so many better things. Yeah, so like many. Imagine Dragons or something. I was just gonna say, <laughs> I bet any money that Imagine Dragons was in the finals. No, that's not they, any they better. Got, they got the college football playoff one. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> God, I think, how did uh, I know you were going to fucking say Imagine Dragons? That's the worst. Back or Hinder would have been a good... Uh... Yeah. Shut, you shut your fucking mouth about Hinder. What, okay? about, what about Creed, Don? Creed got anything oh, I going would, on? I, would want, I guarantee they don't have anything going on. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty confident that they are not booked. They're probably so. playing at your local bar this weekend. Yeah, they're playing at fucking Shooties in Calumet. Go, uh, <laughs> go, $5 cover. Go check them out. It's on a Wednesday, though. 
Actually, they're probably playing at a casino. They're a little. They're a little. They're past the, the bar scene. Fucking hinder. Why did you? Why? Why did you have to bring that up? Because hinders. Uh, there you go. Your lips remind me of an angel. Taking a uh, commercial break. Brought to you by Hinder. Seriously, <laughs> fucking hinder. I'm not gonna lie though. If that song comes on the radio, I'll, I'll admit it. When that song comes on the radio, oh, I, I'm, I sing along. I'm alone. In, uh, yeah, I'm alone in the car. I'm by. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm jamming. Show. Sure. <laughs> Best part. Honestly, I would rather watch Hinder than Rune 5, so Bundy's got a point. Yeah, suck my dick. Also, honestly, you know what? Nickelback, I'd fucking watch them. I'd go to a Nickelback concert. That's probably a good fucking time. I'd go to a Nickelback concert in Iowa this summer. So That's awesome. <laughs> I would uh, absolutely go. Mississippi Valley Fair. Nickelback. Come yeah. on. I mean, I, Nickelback's great, too. I can't wait until they come out to burn to the ground, and I just fucking shotgun 15 beers. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. What, yeah, what NHL game is this on? Is that on? Oh, like, God. It is, too. 2000. <laughs> yeah, 2011. 2011 or 2010, something like that. Yeah. Yeah, I want to say it's one of those. It's one of the Blackhawks on the cover. I'm almost positive. Yeah, fucking oh, Rune 5. Are you shitting me? That's almost as bad as last year. What almost. was last year? I don't even remember. Rune 5 featuring Travis Scott. Oh. Fuck cares about Travis Scott? I thought Travis Scott was a drummer for Blink-182. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I really did. I, not gonna lie, I thought the same thing when I heard his name. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's a rapper, but... Oh. I can't. I don't know what his name is. The Travis something. Um, I don't know. Like, I feel like there's so many better options. Like, last why? Year, I think last year it was JT. It was Justin Timberlake and uh, Coldplay, and Bruno Mars. I think made an appearance as well. I don't know. I don't like. I didn't like any of it. I watched last year, and I thought it was fucking terrible. I'm generally too drunk by halftime to remember what happened I can fuck during, yeah. during the halftime. I mean, I might be on sick leave. I could be. You never know. It'd be pretty shady to call in sick on a Super Bowl Sunday, but... I feel like you won't be alone. Oh, absolutely not, no. <clears throat> well, maybe, because it's the Patriots and Rams. They should just have the Super Bowl on Saturday. I agree. I would I would still be at work. 
kind of having a hard time figuring out what the hell I'm going to do on Saturday. Now there's no football. They should just move the Super Bowl around to match my schedule instead of being dicks about it. You know? Anybody yeah, watch the Pro Bowl? You got Monday, Tuesday. I've heard do it on I Tuesday. I watch the Pro Bowl. I watched some of it. It was hard I to watch. highlights. It was terrible. Minus Chris Harris Jr. snagging a couple of picks. But. Tibia looks healthy. Big fan. I don't even think they should have a Pro Bowl anymore. Like the no, actual they should game. stop doing that. They should just have like a serious skills competent, like an actual, yeah, like forty yard, uh, like something, something yeah. other than. Uh, I want to see know. Vince Wilfork in the forty yard dash. Should do is they either have a Pro Bowl if two teams don't have the same record and don't have a different tiebreaker, but if two teams have the same record. And nothing can really, you know, determine who gets first round pick. Those two teams play each other. Here's the here's what I want to see instead of a Pro Bowl. Okay. I want to put all these stupid ass arguments on Facebook to rest. I want to see the best college football team against the worst NFL team. I want to see it. I would pay money to watch it. Pay per view. I don't give a fuck. I'll, I'm uh, I'm there. Sixty bucks. You got it, buddy. I'm watching. <laughs> Or I'll legally yep. stream it on Reddit. Whatever. I say Reddit. But, like, I want to put the... There's so many college football fans who are like, yeah, Alabama could totally beat the shit out of the fucking Arizona Cardinals. No, they can't. They can't. It's not real. On the Alabama... Okay, Clemson this year. On the Clemson football team roster, there's probably eight guys who are going to go pro. Yep. Eight to ten. On the Arizona Cardinals roster, there are 53 Pros. pro NFL players. Yes. Okay. The skill set, the, the difference is you don't notice it if you just watch games. But just think about it literally. College football players are not as good as NFL players. Okay. It's not going to happen. Fucking no Sunshine problem. is not throwing for 500 yards and four tutters on the Arizona Cardinals. I don't know. Sunshine might do it. I don't think he would. I, I, I don't. I think he'd get sacked a lot. Probably. That would happen. I think it would be like a, a 53 to 6 blowout, but I just want to see it. Uh, yeah, I think, in, I think it needs to happen, but it won't happen. No, it'll you'll never happen. You'll never, just, you'll never see it. it. I would love to see but, it. But yeah. it's just like, yeah, it'll never be a thing. But I think it should be a thing because yeah. I think a lot of people would watch it. Well, they have to pay the college players. And yeah. Well, the- yeah, but I mean, if if you could get a, an entire college team to agree to play the game for money for the university instead of money in their pockets, which is eventually going to end up in their pockets anyway, right? Then you could you could probably swing it, but is it ever something realistically that's going to happen? Probably not. No. Unfortunately, I would love to see it personally, but probably not. But uh, moving on from Rune 5 should be Hinder. What about Le'Veon Bell? I feel like people are forgetting about him. Okay, Jets came out and said they'll make a fair offer to Le'Veon Bell, but they're not willing to do quote unquote whatever it takes. Reportedly, already turned down an offer from the Steelers with 33 million in guarantees. So I'm thinking. He's trying to get Todd Gurley money. Trying to get that uh, $40, 45000000 guaranteed. He thinks that he's better than Todd Gurley. 
Uh, so he's going to want more than Todd Gurley money. Well, Todd Gurley played last year. It's true. Todd Gurley's two years younger. True. I think Le'Veon Bell. I probably would have taken, probably taken that 33. I don't think he's going to get yeah. better. If you take the 33 with Pittsburgh, you might have a shot at a fucking championship. Listen, Le'Veon Bell's good, but like, I think James Conner kind of ruined his whole thought process. Yeah, he wasn't expecting Conner to have the season he did. If if Conner didn't get hurt, he probably would have had a ridiculous, even more so, year. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think Le'Veon's kind of fucked himself here. Yeah. And I called it from the get-go. I think he's going to have to take the best out, offer and keep it moving. He's going to get $25 million guaranteed. He's going to have to settle for it if he wants any money. And that's going to be it. Or we could just say goodbye to Le'Veon Bell. Yeah, retire. No one cares. You're a fucking prima donna. We don't need you. Cool. Like, as a Broncos fan, right now, I'd rather have Philip Lindsay than Le'Veon Bell. At least he's fucking straightforward, honest. He's not sitting here fucking crying. Undrafted, he's making rookie money. Fuck it, he's out there playing. Producing. With Le'Veon Bell, do road jet skis in Miami and cried for 16 weeks. Go Made fuck yourself. Sick. Made a sick album. Yeah, I'm sure it was fucking awesome. I have no idea. but I'd rather listen to Hinder for 24 straight hours. Hey, Maybe Le'Veon Bell's for the halftime show. <laughs> I got all this money, but I spent it all in Miami, and now I need a contract, so motherfuckers call me. Yeah, that's that's about Le'Veon Bell in a nutshell. Um, He's very talented. He's a great NFL player. I just think that he... Uh, you know, it, it's a soft, it's a weird spot. You got NFL players who are like, yeah, do you get your money? And you got fans who are saying, fuck you. And you got owners who are like, I don't know if I appreciate his attitude. He's kind of made a name for himself that isn't conducive to a good contract at this point. No. So I'm a little concerned about his future in the NFL. That being said, if the Broncos can pick him up for 20 mil guaranteed, I'd probably take it. I mean, he can play he quarterback. Comes, yeah. <laughs> if he comes to your team, I'm sure he... Like, if Le'Veon Bell ends up on the Bears somehow, I'm not going to be pissed about it. If, but except for... Except for, like, if they pay Le'Veon Bell what Le'Veon Bell wants to get paid, then, well, yeah, I'll, I probably won't be very happy about it. not 100% certain the Bears could. Probably not. No. But they, you, They're going to have to pay Mitchie T at some point. You got uh, Khalil's got a big contract. You got some good down tackles on the defensive side. You got to pay. Uh, Danny Trevathan's probably coming up on his contract here. A couple corners. I don't think they can afford it uh, either way without sacrificing their defense, which they don't want to do because that's their cornerstone, you know. Mm-hmm. It's not worth it. I'd rather have a mid-range running attack with a good defense than a all-star running back with no defense because I had to clear the cap space. Check the speed, bro. Yeah, that's uh, I think as we talked about it a lot earlier on in the podcast, even back in like episodes, oh, would it be like four through ten, maybe? Yeah, probably. He, uh, I, th- I think he just he went ahead and fucked himself good and deep. 
on this one. Yeah. Now he's just, he's just gonna have to take whatever the fuck he gets because there are teams out there who will pay him, but they, it ain't gonna be Todd Gurley money, especially yeah. not after sitting out a whole year. Like he probably wants to go to some place like the Colts. Colts won't want to pay. I no don't foresee the Colts paying them just with no. the GM that they have and the smart decisions he's made so far. I can't imagine him making a dumb one to pay Le'Veon Bell. No, and Marlon Mack is is a perfectly passable running back. They don't need uh, to pay a guy that much. No. What I thought was interesting with the, was the Bears talking to Kareem Hunt. I thought that was interesting. If that actually comes to fruition, that's a whole different thing. But um, Kareem Hunt is, depending on how this all shakes out, he might be getting paid too. Mm-hmm. But... Probably not, though. Probably not as much as... Not, not right now. They're probably not right not paying much right now. No, Maybe because... Eventually, he'll have to get paid. They're going to have to see how long they suspend him, if they bar him. That's a whole yep. different thing. They're not going to pay him until they know. There's a, lot of, there's a lot that goes into it. I don't think they'll bar him for that. I don't think so. They shouldn't. If they do that, then they need to get Joe Mixon out of the league. Yep. They need to get... Uh, who else? Am I? Tyreek Hill needs to be out of the league. Yep. No, if they bar him, they're opening a can of worms they don't want to open. So they're going to suspend him four games. Yeah. Calling it right now. Someone will pay him. He'll come out, come out after four weeks and have a tremendous year. And after a year and a half of just being tremendous, everyone's going to forget about it. Just like Ben Roethlisberger. Same thing. I'm not saying that it's right. I'm just saying that that's what's going to happen. Yep. So... Um, I don't think he's deserving of a ban from sports. I don't think that that's true. Is it right to lay your hands on a female? No. Uh, is it right to lay your hands on anybody? No. Did he do anything that bad? No. Yeah, he got physical with a female. We don't know what happened inside that room, what led to it. Uh, he's apologized for it. He's been up front. So I don't think he deserves a ban. If Josh Gordon didn't get a ban... I mean, he did for a minute, but if Josh Gordon get reinstated, so can Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Like, Randy Moss has done way worse shit on the field. Just terrible, just weird shit. So, I, I think Kareem Hunt will have a, a decent career in the NFL going forward. I just, I'm just curious to see what Goodell decides is reasonable. I wouldn't be shocked if he stretched it to six games. But at six games, you're kind of hurting your bottom line as far as what you're going to get paid. But he's just going to have to settle for what he can get. Right. He's pretty oh. much going to have to take the best offer that anybody like. If anybody's interested, he's going to take it pretty much. Yeah, I would too. Um, unfortunate that it happened to him. He's a young guy. He's, he made a mistake, but uh, I hope he can bounce back from it. Uh, if the Bears did end up getting him, that would be, ooh, that would be scary. You're talking Goodbye. Bears. Goodbye, goodbye Jordan Packers. Howard. Goodbye, Jordan Howard, and uh, I think uh, goodbye everyone else in the NFC North because that's the Bears division to have for at least the next five, six years. Um, moving on from that, you have Julius Peppers retiring effective January or February 1st. Um, dude's a fucking animal, honestly. What is he, 39? He's, He's up old. There. He's old. He's old. Um, had a hell of a career, though. 
Mm-hmm. We're talking uh, 715 solo tackles, 160 sacks, 79 passes blocked, 11 picks, 51 forced fumbles, which is, I think, second all-time behind Robert Mathis in the Colts, and then six defensive touchdowns. He's a nine-time pro bowler. I mean, come on. He's he, going he to just, the... Yeah, yeah, he's going he's to the Hall of Famer. He's a Hall of Famer. He'll be in Canton five years. Uh, he missed six games his entire 17-year career. Six. It's impressive. Four of those came in his rookie season where he won NFL Rookie of the Year at 12 games. Then the nice. following year, he ended up... Er, it might have been his, his first season. He was in the Super Bowl against Pats. Um, so, I mean, he has, he's had a crazy career. I don't think he's ever gotten a ring, but it doesn't matter. Fourth all-time in the NFL in sacks. Played for the Panthers, Packers, Bears, and the Panthers again. I think... I think Phil saw Julius Peppers at an airport one he time. Did. When he was playing for the Packers, yeah. When he was playing for the Packers, and he said he was surprised at how how fucking large Julius Peppers is. Oh yeah, he's a huge dude. Six six, I think. Yeah, I believe so. Something like that. He's yeah, he's he's not real uh not real wide, but he's definitely long. Six seven. Nice. Six foot seven. Crazy, six foot seven, two hundred ninety-five pounds. Yikes! Yikes! Nine-time Pro Bowler, three-time first-team All-Pro, three-time second-team All-Pro, NFL Defensive Rookie of the Year in two thousand two, NFL two thousands All-Decade Team, Chuck Bednarik Award winner in two thousand one, and the Labarney Award in two thousand one as well. Yeah. Which I think are uh, college awards, actually, those last two, but. Either yeah, way, dude's a fucking animal. I was a huge Julius Peppers fan. I remember in like when I first started watching football, like realistically and understanding it in the early 2000s, Julius Peppers was that fucking guy. Like he was Khalil Mack. Mm. Now, you know, Von Miller, he was that guy. He was fucking awesome. Yep. I I liked him any all, all years except for when he was with the Packers. I was a big fan of him. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Brother was a huge fan of Julius Peppers, too. Oh, dude, you can't hate Julius Peppers. He's so fucking good. Like, through 17 years, he averaged nine and a half sacks a year. That's, I mean, you're talking top 10 every year for 17 years. To average nine and a half is, that's insane. For as long as he did. And he didn't miss any games, so that's pretty much correct. You had probably had a couple years where he had five six, but ridiculous. Shout out, uh, shout out to that guy. He's amazing. Yeah, in two thousand three, he had seven. Uh, two thousand seven, he had two and a half. Other than that, he always had more, except for his final year in Carolina, where he only had five. But he didn't play. He only started eight games. You know, he played in sixteen. But all right. Yeah, uh, he's a he's a tremendous athlete, and uh, I look forward to seeing him in Canton. He's one of my favorite players growing up, so that's really cool. Wish he could have got a ring, but no shit happens. Still one of the best to play. Michael Strahan, eat your heart out. Fuck you, Michael Strahan. You stupid gap in your daytime talk show. Yeah, ass. Fucking bitch-ass hoe. 
But uh, moving on from the NFL news, we have some NHL news. Uh, after the All-Star break, there are I have some players listed who are potentially being shopped or are actively being shopped as trades. So moving into the hockey realm, starting off, Sergei Bobrovsky, Columbus Blue Jackets, looking for a new home, potentially. Uh, right now, having the worst season of his life, actually. The 901 save percentage, which is not that it could be. It could be worse. It could be a lot worse. Could, Especially it could be in the, the eights. Yeah. The Jackets are actually still in a good position for playoffs, so... Um, do you think they use him to get some new, fresh faces? Maybe a, a be- younger, better goalie right now, or do they keep him? How old is he? Sergey Bobrovsky. He's fuck thirty, maybe. I'll where do, quick, where uh, do they sit? Where does Columbus sit currently in the standings? They're fourth, I believe. Let's see. Yeah, they're fourth place with 59 points. They're five points ahead of Carolina in fifth in the uh, Metropolitan Division. Fourth in the Metro. Yeah, so they're they're sitting they're sitting fine right now. He's 30. Yeah. Is, is he the guy? Am I wrong? Where they had an interview with? I don't know why everyone is so mad. It's just game. Is that him? This forgot. Yeah. Oh, Brzezgalov. Okay. Yep. Yeah. That was fucking funny. I remember that. Like, I don't know why everyone gets so upset. It's just game. <laughs> why are you mad? Yeah. So he's looking, uh, looking at getting shopped right now. I just don't know if they'll, they'll pass him off. Because he's having, quote unquote, the worst year of his career. But he's also not doing that terribly. He has a three something, three point oh one, three point oh two goals against average. So I mean, for an NHL goalie, it's not not very good. It's it's not great, but they're in good position still. So they might shop him if they can get a better goalie than he is for him, maybe. But if they can't, then yeah, for them, I feel like I, like, I know Florida is interested in him, mm-hmm. but. Who knows what's going to happen there? In Columbus, I feel like they're going to have to make it to the final of the playoffs. Yeah. I don't, I don't feel like they're going to be gone uh, when the, uh, by the deadline, but afterwards, probably. Yeah. Uh, Matt Duchesne from Ottawa. Had a couple of good years in Colorado. Been with the Sens for a couple of years now. Um, do they re-sign him? They're 20 points back from playoff spot right now, so not looking good. The yeah, Sens. And they're fucking dogs for fire. Yeah, they're not good. Does Matt Duchesne even want to be in Ottawa? Um, I don't think he wanted to go to Ottawa from the get-go, but yeah, they're the only team in the Atlantic Division that's worse than Detroit right now, so... Yeah, I think they're just going to have to rebuild. Um, do they leave Matthew Shane as a figurehead of sorts for leadership? Maybe. But uh, it's going to cost money. And he hasn't had that many great years. 
if we're looking at it from points. Like, he was great in Colorado for a little while, and then they kind of were rebuilding, and he didn't produce that much. Then he went to Ottawa. He hasn't done a lot. I don't know. It'd be interesting to see how the rest of his career shakes out based on his hot start, but he hasn't done a lot recently. Does did they do they state any teams that are interested in Matthew Shane? I'm sure there's a lot of teams that are interested in Matthew Shane because he's young and he has potential. But as far as right now, I'm not entirely positive. Um Teams, uh, I don't. I don't feel like they're lining up to try to get them. Right. Yeah. I, I don't. I don't see any reports of anyone chomping at the bit to get Matthew Shane. Uh, if someone gets him on the cheap, if they can get him for a decent price, I don't see why not. He's 28. He's uh, fast. He's talented, obviously, but I don't know. Is he worth the six to eight million dollars you're gonna pay him to get him? Well, it kinda of sounds like he's been kind of a chancellor, so Yeah. Yeah, probably well Yeah. So if you're uh hmm. if you're in playoff contention, are you even looking for a guy like Matthew Shane? Right now, no. Depends on where I'm at in the standings. Yeah, maybe if you're like fourth and you're kind of close to the fifth, maybe you see yourself battling out for a wild card spot. You might, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know if he's at the top of the list. Uh, if I'm in the top one through five mm-hmm. in the playoffs right now, no. But if I'm six to six to eight, I probably I'd probably make a jump for him. Just kind of use that loan offer, you know, use them as a little bit of a loan and see what happens. Yeah, I could see that. A lot of people are talking about the Sabres making a lot of moves right now because they have, what, like three first-round picks available and then another few second-round picks. Fuck the Sabres. Two or three. Sabres have been surprising this year. Fucking Skinner. Dude's got fucking 30 goals already. Or whatever the fuck he has. No one expected that. He's been fucking shredding face. Yeah. So, I mean, the Sabres could be an up-and-coming team right now based on their, their picks. Well, they fuck. can pick up some players. Sabres should have been a fucking up-and-coming team for the last fucking seven years because they had the fucking first overall pick every fucking year. Yeah. Like, fucking goddamn it. Something's got a fucking hit here. Yeah, I think they finally got the fucking pieces together. They're fifth place right now in the Atlantic above Florida. They have 56 points. They're trailing Montreal in fourth place by five points. Um, they're not in a bad spot at that, but uh, Carolina would be right on their ass for a wild card spot, too. So, I don't know. Yeah. I feel like I feel like the Sabres could definitely get in a wild card spot even without Duchesne, but yeah, I don't think they need Duchesne. I'm saying there's there's more players on this list though. Yeah. You have uh, Wayne Simmons from Philadelphia, who's coming to the end here. 
Aren't the lightning? I thought I thought something. The Tampa Bay is interested in him, aren't they? Yeah, not that they need any fucking help. <laughs> oh, Jesus fuck. Christ. If you're if you're the Flyers, you're taking fucking anything for Wayne Simmons because at the end of the year he's just bouncing anyway. So yep. yeah, exactly. So take what you can yeah. get when you can get it. Fuck yeah, if Tampa if Tampa wants, I'm sure. Yeah, fuck. Go ahead, bud. There, Tampa is currently leading their division by 14 points in the Atlantic. They have 76 points in 50 games played. Tampa's so good. 37, 11, and two. So fucking good. That's insane. At home, they're 20 and 5. On the road, they're 17, 6 and 2. They have zero overtime losses at home. They have zero overtime games at home. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, 76 points is at least eight points better than any other team in the league right now. I was watching. I was watching the All Star. The, uh, all-star skills competition for the NHL. And I was watching uh, their goalie, Vasilevsky. Mm. That guy looks like he's never had fun a single day in his life. <laughs> yeah, it's probably true. I don't think he knows what fun is. He he hardly cracked a smile the entire time. Uh, another thing I find really like a nice stat about the Lightning is that they only have three more wins at home than they do in the road. So that's when you know they're fucking pieced together perfectly. When you can same, when you can win basically the same amount on the road that you can at home, virtually, virtually unstoppable. Yes. <clears throat> yeah, he's an angry looking fella, but he is tremendous. He's a very no, good, he's good, very, very good. good goalie. Number eighty-eight. Any? Is that a fucking number here? I like yeah, it. Yeah, he is 288. That's cool. Yeah, he's fucking. He's out there for sure. But uh, after Wayne Simmons uh, probably going to the Lightning, you have Matt Zuccarello from the Rangers. Uh, first of all, let's talk about it. Tremendous fucking name. Matt Zuccarello. Oh, yeah. Sounds Italian, not fucking Norwegian, okay? He's uh, when he first came into the league, there was like seven Norwegian players in the NHL, which is, I mean, it's surprising considering it's like right by Sweden and Finland. You think that they'd have a lot more like players coming into the league, but I guess not. Um, he's he's getting like fifty three points a year since he's been consistently in the NHL. Uh, he's thirty two years old this year. The Rangers are in a rebuild phase, so now they're kind of faced with this. Do we keep Zuccarello as a in a leadership role for the fresh faces we do get, or do we pawn him off to get some of those new players? 32. I mean... How many more years that. does he actually have? Yeah, you're, you're hitting the sweet spot now. You either keep him or you don't. I'm curious to see what his contract is. Yeah, has he taken oh, up a lot of... Uh... I don't think it's too outrageous. I don't... Uh, I don't think it's crazy. Four and a half mil. So not too terrible. To put it in perspective, Matthew Shane is like a seven, eight million dollar cap hit. 
whereas Matt Zuccarello, who's averaging more points, is half of that. So, I mean, it, it wouldn't be terrible to keep him. But if you're rebuilding and you want to get picks, pawn them off, you know, maybe to if, Buffalo, get some of them first the round picks. You're the Rangers. You can keep Zuccarello. But it's just time to part ways with Hank. On twist. You think it's time to get rid of King Henry? I mean, fuck, dude. He's on his fucking wit's end. Rangers aren't getting any better. Fucking yeah. really, they're just gonna like as as management of the Rangers, you owe it to Lundquist. Trade him and to give him a shot at a Stanley Cup. Yeah. Pretty much. I think you do. I think he's uh well he has a couple gold medals, I do believe. Well he's been nothing mm-hmm. short yep. of two thousand six, two thousand seventeen, two thousand two. He's been nothing short of outstanding for the Rangers like every year he's been there. So. Yeah, well, you're not wrong. So, I mean, from the Rangers. He has never had higher than a 2.4 goals against average. 2.98 in 2016. That was the highest he's ever had. He's got 3.01 this year, though. Yeah. Well, the year's not over, but. Yeah. And in the postseason, even, he's, I mean, statistically on average, 2.2 goals against average in the playoffs. I think he's uh, he's earned a shot to play for a team that might give him that ring. Absolutely. I think he deserves it. Um, but uh, moving on from that, you have Gustav Is there, I got to, before we move on, okay. Bundy, can you think of a team that is – in the playoff hunt that could that needs a goalie that the goalie is is an issue in the hunt needs a goalie uh what what team is currently in the playoffs in the hunt in the playoff picture or in the hunt currently tampa bay toronto boston montreal okay they have the islanders pens caps and capitals or uh, blue jackets who obviously need a goalie because bob rowski sucks you have the uh, Jets, Preds, Wild, and Dallas with Colorado close behind Dallas. Then you have the Flames, Sharks, Knights, Canucks with the Ducks creeping up on the Canucks. Honestly, Canucks and the Islanders probably. Think so? Yeah. Canucks okay. don't really have that number one candy in my opinion. Islanders don't really either. Islanders have had some goalie issues for the past few years yet, so I mean, yeah, they're doing well enough to you know keep them in the playoff race. Who, who is the Islanders goalie right now? Is it Halak? I think he was there, but I'm not 100 percent sure who the starter is. I want to say it's like Liner or something, maybe, but I know Liner used to play for Buffalo, but but if you Maybe even Dallas, even if you trade Bunkless to Dallas for those three teams, I feel like it would make a pretty big difference in those three teams, personally. You were correct on the Leonard. Yeah, it's Leonard and Thomas Grease. This is backup. I mean, Leonard is... He can be... He's a big body. Yeah, he's, he's younger. Good, but... I mean, 
I mean, even if you just get Long Quest, even just for like a backup, even. So where is Halak now? I think he's with uh, Boston. Is he? I think so. He's. Yeah, he is. Even Boston, Boston's been kind of fucking. They had a little bit of some goalie issues this year too. Tuka's been. So he's back up to Tuka then. Playing second fiddle to the old Tuker Ask. Big tall ma. But yeah, I mean, everyone else on that team, or all the teams listed, pretty much have their number one goalie. Mm-hmm. I'm shot playoffs. And... Yeah, the Islanders are sitting real pretty right now, though. Like, if your star goalie goes down, I mean, it's not going to fucking hurt to have Henrik Longquest sitting there. No, but, I mean, are you. They're not going to shop Lundqvist for anything less than a lot. So if you're the Islanders, I mean, what are you going to have to give up to get him? Yeah, but if you're also the Islanders, how old is Lundqvist? He's got to be pushing 35 or 36. They're not going to shop Connor McDavid. That's not going to happen. What are you... What? Who am I talking about? I don't know. I think you're you're on the wrong team. You're on the Oilers. Yeah, I'm on Edmonton. Talking New York Islanders. So if you're the Islanders, what do you have to give up to get, like, a Henrik Lundqvist? I mean, you got to think right now, you're sitting at first place in your division. Doing pretty well. You're up by three points on Pittsburgh and the Caps. Everyone's got a prize. Even after the loss of John Tavares, you didn't think the Islanders were going to come out like this. But you have the wizard of Barry Trotz on the bench, so anything's possible. Barry Trotz. Yeah, I mean, obviously you'd have to trade. The team would have to get a a good price for Longquest, obviously. Yeah, I don't think you'd get rid of him for a lot. But if you're buried, Barzell over there or anything. If you're fucking buried too hot to trot, coming off a Stanley Cup victory, and now you're coaching the Islanders, their first place, beating out your old team and fucking Sidney Crosby and the Pens, do you really want to get rid of like a big chunk of your production for a goalie that potentially, you know, right now you don't need? Is that something you would do? If you want to turn your team into like a rebuild phase sort of deal? When you're sitting here pretty more than halfway through the season? You'd maybe trade like the backup and a pick or something, maybe. I could see that. But I mean, but then again, like I said, when you're the Rangers, like you owe Lundquist at least a shot. So, I mean, you know what? I think so too. I, feel like the Rangers I don't know if the Islanders settle. have a squad to do it. I think the Rangers would maybe settle for a little bit less than what you could get for them just because of how old Lundquist is. I think if do you think that if Lundquist went to I don't think the Islanders would even go for Lundquist just based on how this uh how do you say it Lenner Laner Laner just based Lehner. on his play this year I think I would keep him in net I don't even think I'd fuck with Lundquist if I was the Islanders No I don't think I'm really looking that deeply at Lundquist if I'm if I'm I mean He's I mean 931 save percentage and 2.02 goals against average. Three shutouts on the season. And 20, 
15, 7, and 4, his record is. Not terrible. No, I'm probably, I'm probably but, riding him. Probably riding I mean, him obviously, if being broke, don't fix it. So, I mean, like. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Trotz right now, coming off a Stanley Cup season, wants to throw a bunch of monkey wrenches into a situation that seems to be working. Now, granted, there are general managers who could throw some, uh, some wings in the mix and just fuck it up. But I, if he has any say in it, I don't think it'll happen. Got to protect the legacy, you know. Yeah, if anything, Lundqvist. I think. I don't know if Lundqvist will leave. I don't know. I mean, maybe not. Maybe he'll just I ride mean, it out. But if he wants to improve upon what he's done, I think he has to leave. Because I don't think the Rangers are going to be the team to to get him there. They're rebuilding right now. So he doesn't have that much time. But uh, moving on from Zuccarello, we have Andre Burakovsky in the Caps. Uh, young guy, came out of Sweden. Uh, did well last year when they won the Cup, but uh, Todd Reardon, who, uh, fun fact, played for the Atlanta Thrashers mm. back in the day. The old Thrashers. I remember that. Um, not seeing a ton of production. Uh, do you think maybe the Sabres with their picks could make a push for a young forward like Burakovsky or no? I mean, I don't see why he wouldn't. I don't either. He's 23. I mean, he's got a lot of potential. I'd, you probably could get him for maybe a second round pick, which would be a worthy sacrifice considering the amount of first round picks you have being the Buffalo Sabres. I think they have three. Okay, so the Capitals want a couple of mid to high draft picks. So exchange. a second round and a fourth or fifth, yeah, probably. Like that. Yeah. I, I would see that as doable, considering you have three first-round picks to fuck with still. Yeah, I bet if you gave them, like, a second and a fifth, you'd probably get them. Yeah. And they'd probably, I mean, they probably want, like, a second and a fourth. Yeah, but I bet they'd settle for a second and fifth. Because, he, like I said, he's not doing that much under Reardon. Uh, under Barry Trotz, and last year he did pretty well uh, as a young player, but um, I don't see any reason the Sabres don't go for him. Why not? Yeah, if I, if I'm the Sabres, I'm probably I'm probably throwing some chips in. If they don't get him, whatever. But it's not like a make or break situation. But if you can get him for a second, and fifth, fuck it, you know. Especially, you know, you're already doing well. This ain't going to hurt. I don't know. Somebody on the internet thinks that uh, he's the perfect fit for the Sabres to try to get. Yeah, I think he'd be a good good addition, personally. Throw some picks at him. Say, listen, you got a weird last name. You sound Russian. Apparently, you're Swedish. All right. Coming here, slang it around, throw some sauces. You know, bulge some twine here and there. And the Sabres, do the Sabres have a shot at the playoffs? Yeah. I think they're fifth. They have a reasonable shot? Yeah. I believe so. 
fuck it. I'd go for it. Where are they sitting at? They're sitting uh, five points behind the Canadians who are in fourth in the Atlantic. So, I mean, they're not... Uh, they, got, they got some work to do, but... Yeah, they're not out of the question. By any means. Because they're way ahead of Florida. And then they're like eight points ahead of Florida, but they're only five points behind Montreal. So, if they made a push, they could potentially see a wild card spot or even the fourth place spot in the Atlantic. Yeah, I mean, I'd give it a shot if I was them. Fuck it. I mean, you got nothing to lose at this point because you're not supposed to be good right now. So Add a little, little yeah. extra talent. Throw a little zing in there. Fuck it. That's what I would do. And then leading into the, the last thing I want to talk about, we have Gustav Nyquist from the Red Wings being shopped around. Um... His first year where he played 57 games for the Wings, he had more points than any of the full seasons he's played since that point. I think he's played like four full seasons since then, and he has fewer points in those four full seasons or just as many than when he played, you know, 25 less games. So I I wouldn't be shocked to see him traded or shopped around because of the just lack of production in general. Change the scenery would be nice for him, I feel like. Yeah. Probably needs it. Yeah, do I think that the Wings are going to get, like, a first or second round pick for him? No. Mm -mm. Doubtful. No, but they're also, I mean, I don't, he's not taking up a whole lot of cap space either. No. So I wouldn't, uh, I think a change of scenery would probably be good for him, considering he has a tremendous last name, and uh, he has the potential to do well in the right circumstances. So I wouldn't be shocked to see a team jump on him just to have a, well, a solid experienced player. Possibly not though. Uh, this report says that the Red Wings have set a high asking price for Gustav Nyquist and Jimmy. Yeah, well, you know what? That just plays right into the following segment that we're going to talk about here. <laughs> Cause that's the dumbest shit I heard ever. Look at his fucking numbers. Okay. He's not a high draft pick asking price player. Yeah, 43 points on the year. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, that's that's not even... I mean, it's not terrible by any means, but it's not good. You know, you're, I, not, you're not top to your talent. I agree that he probably needs to change the scenery to, you know... Yeah. Get, you know, back into this whole thing. He'll let a fire under his ass. Maybe. I think, it, I think it'd be a good idea. It didn't work out for Matt Duchesne. But, uh, you know, yeah, I think Matt Duchesne is just... Fucking, they were dumpster fire, so... Also, I think Matt Duchesne's kind of like... Uh, he's looking out for himself, mostly. And he's not playing it. He's not buying into the team. And that's going to hurt him. He he wants to be that superstar standout talent. And if he can't do it on his own, he's not going to get it. True. Like Nate McKinnon, who was kind of like the the guy in Colorado who took over. And, you know, the young superstar, you know, went for Matthew Shane. Now they're focusing on Nate McKinnon. He's, I mean, he's blown him away statistically as far as being that guy. So I, I think he just, he wants so badly to be top-tier talent, that guy on the team that he's willing to sacrifice 
the team mantra to, to play into the, the coaching staff, and he's suffering for it, which is unfortunate because he is young and he is a good talent. But if he just played more completely, I think he'd have a better shot. But uh, moving on from those free agencies, we ha- I just want to talk for the local guys who follow, who are Red Wings fans. Uh, I want to talk about the Red Wings a little bit and just, like, how far they've fallen in the last 10 years or so and what's going on there. Uh, so to start off, I'm going to I'm gonna take everyone back, throw it on back, 2007-2008, okay? Go to the Cup, beat the Penguins. Great. Yeah. That was their last Stanley Cup victory. Uh, move on the next following year, they lose to that same Penguins team, Okay. The next two years, you lose to the Sharks in the second round, 2009, 2010, then 2010-2011. Uh, following year, 2011-12, you bounce the first round. 2012-2013, you lose in the second round to the Blackhawks. I think everyone remembers that one. And 2013-14, bounce first round. 14-15, you bounce first round. 15-16, you bounce first round. Uh, then the next two years, you don't even qualify for playoffs. And then this year, you're looking like you're not going to qualify again. So you go from 25 straight years of playoffs, four cups, to where you're at now. We're missing the playoffs three years in a row. I mean, how do you get there? How does that happen as a franchise? Terrible management of the team, obviously. I would, yeah, I would say so. And a spring of bad injuries. Yeah. Yeah. Bad injuries. uh, Like Bundy said, terrible management. Um. Yeah, just keeping around the same guys and not until now bringing in bringing in young talent. You mean to tell me you can't ride Henrik Zetterberg well into his forties and win more cups? I don't believe you. I'm trying um, to be very calm about this subject. Don't be. I I want honest opinions. Like what? I don't. I'm not a Red Wings fan. I never have been. I I started watching hockey. Uh, when the Avs and Red Wings were, you know, heated rivalry and everyone around me liked the Red Wings. So I was like, fuck it, I like the Avs. You know, just to take the opposite approach to be a dick. And uh, so I've never been a Wings fan, but they obviously have had a lot of success the last couple, two, three decades. And now you're looking at just piss poor hockey, basically. So what what is happening there? I mean, like management obviously is an issue. Oh, that's the, the, pretty much the whole issue. You think? You like? Do you think that they're doing a lot with their up and coming talent? Do you think that they're, no, they're producing doing... talent from their their minor no. league squads? No. No, I don't think so. I think they're they're coaching up talent and then sending them away. Exactly what happens. So, yeah. That's like, it. In a nutshell. They had the Griffins there for like. That, like four or five years, they were like one of the top teams in the NHL. Mm-hmm. I mean, granted, the Wings were not in the top of the NHL, but I mean, they're still making the playoffs. So the the Griffins were at the top of the AHL when the Wings were getting bounced out in the first round a ton. Yeah, first yeah. second round. That's when the that's when the A that's when the Griffins were the top of the AHL. Back like 2011, well, 2014. And that actually, era. pretty recent too. Don't they have a? I thought they won a, a Calder Cup recently. 
Yeah, it was a couple years ago, two or three years ago, I think. Okay. But just the management is just still stuck in fucking the 90s and the early 2000s when they just they could just build squads like they did. But the yeah. game has changed so much. Like they don't really have a lot of top end speed, mm-hmm. and they don't really have a lot of good players. Like they'll they'll make moves like a couple years ago when they were still making the playoffs. You know, it's like well. Zetterberg's not getting any younger. Fucking Tatsu's not getting any younger. But let's fu- let's fucking sign like David Legwand and fucking all these old, used, washed up fucking guys. And like, yeah, granted they were good, but that was fucking five years ago when they weren't fucking thirty-five years old. Yeah. Like, you're signing thirty-plus age guys all the time thinking that you can make it like you did in the 90s and the early 2000s when you got the Griffins literally in Grand Rapids and you guys got speed and talent down there just fucking call them up yep that's and, so that's the that's a big that's like the, that is the whole issue is they had young up and coming talent in the AHL but just kept the old fucks in the NHL never brought up the young talent or when they did bring up the young talent, they would use them for a couple games, some promising signs. Oh, some old fuck comes back, fucking Bronson, yep. off his fucking 23rd concussion, plays two games, he's back out. Fucking young guy gets put on waivers, gets claimed, tears it up somewhere else. Yep. It's like... Who, who was it that... that uh... They did that. They did that. They brought somebody up from uh, the AHL, and then they put him on waivers, and then went to like Minnesota and just tore it up as soon as he got there. Well, that... fuck. They they had uh, Yarncrook, who was up there for a little bit, sent him down, got claimed off waivers. He went to fucking Nashville and was tearing it up. Well, it wasn't like lighting it up, but I mean, he was still producing. Like on a third mm-hmm. line, and then fucking. Some other guy they had, uh, and he went on waivers, and then he went down to Dallas, and he's fucking playing pretty decent. Like, you can't spend your money on old players when the game has gotten so much faster, and it's not a fucking pretty much a slugfest these days. Like, you need speed, and you need everything else. You need the young talent to develop. In order to make the playoffs these days, like the top teams in the league right now, they're pretty much loaded with young talent. Mm-hmm. Like the Maple Leafs have some of the best young talent. They probably have one of the youngest rosters in the NHL. And they're out there fucking. Like diminishing people, just crushing people. Like yeah, they signed Johnny John Tavares, but yeah, he's also not even thirty yet. I don't think. Right. Like the Wings never made a big move. They never tried to get rid of their old players, and they dumped too much money into the players that were good, but then were injury prone. You just got all this dead money laying around, and you're not trading anybody. It's like. Guys, got to do something. You can't just fucking sit here and sign old people in the off season and expect to be good. Yep. It's uh, 
Imagine the Lightning. You have fucking six players in your lineup born after 96. Yeah. Your starting lineup. I mean, that's... You're talking younger than me by three, four years in your starting lineup. So you have a lot of young players. Uh, There's only... Let's see here. One, two, three... Four or five players in your entire lineup born after ni- born before nineteen ninety. Who's this? The Lightning. The Lightning. Yeah. So I mean, younger is better. And if you're not producing young talent, if you're not bringing them up, if you're not utilizing what you have in your franchise, in your minor league teams, in your scout teams, then you're not having the success. Which is which brings us to now. Yeah. I just feel like the Wings were just banking so heavily on, like, like they got good top picks, but they I feel like they relied too heavily on, like, these fucking fourth and fifth round guys like they got with, like, Zetterberg and Datsuk to fucking pop right. up. It's not yeah, going to happen. You're not going to have another Datsuk, okay? Not going to strike goals like that every year. So you have to do the do the legwork, basically, which I guess no one's interested in doing. You know, do the legwork. Watch the fucking AHL games. Watch the Griffins play. Watch these guys, you know, see what they're about. You know, if they're talented, bring them up. Let's sit there. I mean, you're fucking second to last in your entire division. What are you losing if you bring him up for fucking five, six games to see what he does? Nothing. Well, it's just, it just blows my mind on how much money they've spent on useless players. Like, I, I love Mike Madonna, but I was like, why the fuck are you saying Mike Madonna? That's like right. in his career. David Leguan, same way. And that fucking dude they picked up from fucking Florida a couple of years ago. I mean, how old is Cronwall now? He's got to be touching 40 almost. Cronwall's old. Erickson's fucking terrible. Yep. Been terrible for a long time. I don't think there's like a single D man on the Wings roster that would be a starter on like any other team. Honestly. Uh, defensively, Trevor Daly. Old. He's old as fuck. Old. You got uh, Kalowski. He's pretty young. He's like their only suitable D man they currently have. Yeah, Danny DeKaiser, 28-29 this year. He's been dwindling. Yep, Jonathan Erickson's old. Sucks. Terrible. Mike Green is uh, pretty old. Pretty old. Not Nick, old. Nick Jensen is 28-29. Nick Claronwall is obviously old. 38 this year. Um, when your you back end is literally... Luke Wachowski is also 28-29. When your back end is literally pretty much 29 and older... That's when you know you fucked up. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, and all of these players, like I'd say 80% of the players on their lineup, 85, 90%, they were drafted by Detroit. Okay. They, they aren't looking out to other franchises and seeking talent either. No. They aren't bringing in new talent. They're like, okay, well, we got these guys in house. We'll start them. We'll play them. We'll ride them out. Okay. Well, it's not working. So something something's going bad here. Something's not working. It's just crazy because like the two teams that I like Anaheim being my favorite team, obviously. Like the way Anaheim utilizes like 
their farm teams and like how they scout and everything, and how they get the young players, is the complete opposite of what the Red Wings do. Like, I don't think there's a single defenseman on Anaheim right now who's older than 26. Yeah. 26 or 27. And you know what's really fucked up? The highest paid player on Detroit right now? Franz Nielsen. Yeah. It's actually second highest paid. Dylan Larkin is 6.7 and a half mil. But uh, Franz Nielsen at, uh, was he? See, you're born in 84. He's 35 years old this year. Six million a year. Yeah. What are you doing? And then they have the fucking Tom. Doing the same shit they've been doing for the last fucking like 30 you, years. You can't it's not working. You can't fucking do that. <laughs> you can't fucking do that. That's not, that's not where if you're paying a 38, 35, 36 year old guy $6 million a year to play defense, uh, oh, he's center. Oh, sorry, he's center, but... years ago, their biggest off season fucking transaction Granted. was signing like Steve Ott. Yeah, <laughs> it's embarrassing. I the whole franchise they never make fuck. they never make any fuck blockbuster moves, they don't use their young talent. We just got these old fucks, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, I'm glad we have some young talent I mean, currently, but like, Jesus. Justin Ablocator makes $1.75 million less a year than Dylan Larkin. Uh, Dylan, I mean, Cronwall's making $2 million a year. He's older than piss. I, I think they're not spending their money very wisely. Jonathan Erickson's up at uh, $4.5 million for the year. Uh, honestly, I'm pretty sure they're like still paying Johan Brogdon. Yeah. <laughs> they might be actually because he hasn't him to suited up in like long fucking extension four years. before he retired, so they might be. Um, just yeah, off. I think they need to spend their money a lot more wisely. I think now is the time to just it's time clean to house just... and fucking rebuild, man. To start doing things differently. Well, Get the thing is, is in the building. You've seen the rebuild coming for the past four years. Like the yeah, yeah the last two times you made the playoffs, you got bounced in the first round. Three times. Why? That's three times. Because your team is too fucking old. Yeah. And you yeah. relied way too much on you start, fucking Zetterberg and Datsuk all the fucking time. So you got 82 games to play. You start getting towards that 90th game. You know, these guys don't want to be there anymore. They're, they're tired. I mean, oh, stop fuck. it. Get some young talent. I think they need someone new in the front office. Some new ideas. You know, some some innovative things to come in before they become a powerhouse again. I don't see it happening in the next five years. Unless Stevie Y comes back, it's going to be a lot of mediocre Red Wings hockey. Well, Stevie Y, is he a college team right now? No, he fucking basically helped rebuild the Tampa Bay Lightning to a force they've been for the last four years. Oh, yeah, okay. That's where he's at. And he resigned from the GM or whatever the fuck he was, and now he's just kind of just doing some fucking book work for the lightning yeah he's yeah he uh he's not doing much right now it's just crazy to see like you can literally see your team just dwindling but yet you just make the same fucking trash moves that you had for the last four or five years and expect to win yep let's see here kenny holland's gotta go Jimmy Howard's got to go. Yeah, yep. Jimmy Howard's he's been solid for you, but you're not going to get shit for him in the coming years if you just fucking but ride the, this train. But they're asking for a high price on him. Yeah. So. 
Yeah. Got to get all the all they can out of him, even though he's not worth that much. They literally need to fucking just wash everything out. They need to fucking hire a new coach, new GM, yep. better goalies, get rid of all of their, basically, all their fucking defensemen. Yep. Next year, they basically, they have to literally come back next year. It's basically like a whole new team. Yeah, Besides, like, Anthony Mantha and Dylan Larkin. Yeah. Because Anthony Sioux doesn't even want to fucking be there. That's known. That's easily seen. Mm. Fucking trade him. He's, what, 20-something? He's fucking fast as fuck. Are we ever going to move away from fucking Abdulkader? No. No. Not as long as Kenny Holland's there. Abdulkader, let's see here, born in 87. So he's he's getting old. For his career is minus 36. Yeah. The only way he had any position on the wings... Is because they went away from the grind lines that they had, to trying to be more like the Ness players, with all like the Swedish players they had, and they just kept Abdulkader because he is the only guy who's going to mix it up. Like Jonathan Erickson's just a big fucking wet sandwich. Yeah, fucking. If I was Jonathan Erickson, hey, and I hey. sucked that bad. Jonathan Erickson has five points this year. Let's show some fucking respect. He fucking sucks. And it's plus minus is probably dash fucking 23. Probably. Matthew Shane's plus minus for his career is like minus 66. Like, if you're Jonathan Erickson, you got to look yourself in the mirror and be like, dude, what? I'm fucking 6'5", not on skates. And I'm fucking absolutely terrible um, at playing defense. See, the sad part is... Erickson doesn't even have the fewest points on the team. Well, the story is Dallas is a graveyard for backup QBs. Rams defensive back pretty much shot any chance they had at winning a Super Bowl. Tony Romo is going to annoy the piss out of everybody. Maroon 5 is going to suck. Le'Veon Bell's fucked. Julius Peppers is a legend. Uh, all these free agents are going to go somewhere, maybe stay where they're at. Who knows? The Red Wings are terrible and will continue to be until they clear house. And that's about all I have for today. We'll be back next week with the outcome of the Super Bowl. And uh, I'm thinking it's going to be a Patriots victory. And hopefully Belichick and Tom Brady buy that house in Switzerland and just make beautiful love until they both die in a murder-suicide type scenario. Jesus. All right. I'm just saying that might happen. Possibly. Ten to one odds. Could happen. All right. Well, but, uh, yeah, give us a like, give us a listen. Uh, I hope Red Wings fans have something to say. Maybe uh, some suggestions you can send us on Facebook. Let us know uh, if you have a different idea of what's going on there. Uh, obviously, as Michigan residents, we'd like to see them be somewhat successful, at least, even though, you know, me and Bundy aren't Red Wings fans. It's still nice to have a local team do well. Um, follow us on Instagram, follow us on Twitter, follow us on Facebook. Absolutely send us messages there if you have any to send. Um, and I hope to hear from you guys and uh, give us a listen. Thanks.